not just saying things, but you have to be that role model and setting that shining example for how you live your life. Today on the podcast, we get to speak with a coach who was born and raised in Washington, D.C. He played his collegiate career at Duke University. While at Duke, he became the team's all-time leading scorer with 2,556 points, which stood until 2006 when J.J. Redick surpassed it. He was the 10th overall pick in the 1986 NBA Draft and continued on for nine seasons playing with various teams such as the San Antonio Spurs, Philadelphia 76ers, and Detroit Pistons. He started his coaching career back at his alma mater, Duke University, as an assistant and after one season was moved to the associate head coach. After some time excelling in this role, he got his first head coaching position at Stanford University for eight years, which led him to his current position as the head coach at the University of Central Florida since 2016. We are excited to formally introduce Coach John Dawkins. Our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball are here to help you take your team's training to the next level this season. Get an exclusive discount on the in-game changing features on select Dr. Dish Rebel Plus, All-Star Plus, and CT Plus shooting machines by mentioning the Rising Coaches podcast or let them know that the Rising Coaches organization had sent you just to get your exclusive discount. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rising Coaches Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Caputo, alongside Alan Major, and we have a very well-experienced and high-knowledge coach, actually, on this podcast today. I'm excited for this one, as we are excited to introduce the current head men's basketball coach of the University of Central Florida, Coach Donnie Dawkins. Coach Dawkins, what's going on? Oh, nothing too much. You know, it's that time of year, uh, just practicing in preparation uh, to start our season. Guys are working hard. It's always an exciting time before yeah. uh, the calm before the storm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it was great to have you, man. You, great to have yeah. you. Yeah. Give you a general lowdown. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit of you, your journey as a player into a coach. Um, and then we'll talk about a little bit of, you know, some of the lessons that maybe you took away from the player and coach perspective. Get into a final segment at the end, um, just so then everybody – final segment basically so everybody gets to know you a little bit better as a person um and then just a final question and we'll do closing from there so kind of circling back journey as a player and a coach now one thing i have to say first thing as soon as you logged on i see all these jerseys and pictures behind you so obviously there's going to be a lot of stories that you can go on for i'm sure um but every kid this was the first one i wanted to start out with right out the gates every kid has that dream opportunity to put that duke uniform on whether it's someone shooting in the backyard you know messing around but you got to live it so talk about just that experience, how it was playing it just at Duke in general. You know, it was an amazing experience, you know, having gone there, especially during the time that I went. Uh, it wasn't as fashionable as it became. You know, when I went mm -hmm. there, uh, they weren't in the position they're in now, of course. And so I liked being during that time because it was at the beginning of, especially with Coach K starting to establish the program and himself and, uh, you know, we, we had some struggles, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we had some struggles. We were 11 and 17 our first year. Mm. You know, we hadn't had that type of struggle. I don't know if we would have had the successes we had to build upon that going forward. So by the time we graduated, we were 37 and three. 
So in a four-year span, we went from winning 11 games to winning 37 games. Wow. And so I love that. I love that journey. You know, of course, I didn't like losing, never like losing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that journey, the journey of how we can overcome and, and accomplish the goals that we had ultimately set for ourselves. And to be quite frank, we pretty much accomplished almost all of them. And that was mm-hmm. something that, you know, with the group that I play with, that I think we all have a common bond because of that shared experience. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you know, it's, it's great, man. I mean, I think sometimes people misunderstand how much goes into winning, right? And you got to have some shared suffering before some shared success. I mean, it, it's very hard to just just add water and here we go, you know? So, and you guys are bonded, man, for life. I mean, that group, that that's the group that planted seed, you know, that is Duke basketball. So you mentioned a little bit about Coach K, and I, I mean, I feel like I'm sure, I'm sorry if if you uh, talk about this all the time, but how how was it playing under him? I, like you said, he, this was kind of his beginning stages, but how was it playing under Coach K and, and experiences with him? Well, I loved it. You know, it was everything that that we had talked about in the recruiting process. His vision for our program, his vision for myself, and uh, you know, those things came true. I mean, you talk about he had a championship caliber vision for our program. We were able to accomplish those things. You know, he had. He had a vision, you know, for how I was going to play and, and how I was going to impact the program. Those things came true. So, mm. you know, for me, you know, I love that man and, and what he was able to, you know, provide for me while I was there. And uh, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am right here today if it wasn't for him. I tell him this all the time. I say, you know, there are a lot yeah. of things I would have went on and done. I think I was a good enough basketball player. I think I, I think I would have, you know, been an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I had the type of belief in myself. Sure. Uh, but beyond that, the things that I'm doing beyond the basketball piece, you know, he put me in these positions. You know, he put me in positions by bringing me back on his staff. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. looking at coaching when he brought me back. He brought me back because he saw something in me and gave me the opportunity. And uh, and I always thank him for it because I didn't realize how much I would love doing what I'm doing. You know, yeah. I, I loved it as a player. I wasn't sure I was. I would love it as a coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. But I do. And uh, and, that, and that's a direct result of him him believing in me and giving me that opportunity. Mm, good stuff. And did you have any I mean, I have to add, did you have any good, funny stories or unique stories that maybe that, that you I'm sure you have plenty. But any anyone in particular <laughs> that maybe you would want to share or no? Oh, no, it's, it's you know, with coach. I mean, we had so many, you know, good times. So many times we've laughed. Shoot, we've laughed together. We've cried together. I mean, through the ups and downs of a, of a season and ups and downs of a career. That's just part of part of the natural, you know, I guess maturation for any student athlete and coach. But, you know, absolutely. We had some great moments, times where we had a lot of fun on the court. You know, I mean, he's one of the best. I mean, talk about motivational speakers pregame. Mm. I mean, he's 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 off the charts. I mean, there was never a game that uh, he didn't come prepared to, like, do something that stood out that made you run out on that floor. I mean, you're ready to run through the wall. <laughs> you're ready to run through the wall. <laughs> wow. and, uh, that, that's his preparation, you know, his, you know, putting things together that he know that, you know, that you'll resonate with before you go out there. So I, I think that was something that was amazing that, you know, people don't really talk about that as much as how good he is pregame and getting you ready to go out, you know, and compete. Yeah, correct me if, I, if I'm wrong on this, Johnny. It's almost like he he mastered the art of people in addition to obviously the art of coaching and basketball, but like his his touch with people and his ability to know which buttons 
to push with each guy. And I, I don't know if that ever gets appreciated with him because he's won so much. And so people naturally focus on the basketball accomplishments that he's made. But I think because of in you know, because of those accomplishments, I think what have to happen first is that he just really mastered the art of, of communication and being able to just know, hey, Johnny needs this, Tommy needs that, Jay needs this. Uh, am I wrong on that? Or is that kind of what you, he's you hit the nail around the head. I mean, he's unbelievable people skills and his ability to, to motivate and get the most out of each individual is yeah. uh, something that's very special within him. And uh, it's something I've tried to, you know, do in his profession. And, and it's, it's very difficult. I mean, he's he's found a way to, and it starts with developing relationships and then getting mm -hmm. that trust where each person understands what he's talking to them about. It resonates with that person. And, and, right. and so he treats you as an individual. It's not like he looks at a team and everybody's the same. You right, know, right. You know, he doesn't do that. He looks at, you know, Johnny needs this, whereas mm -hmm. like Tommy may need that. And right. by putting that together, you know, the pieces end up fitting well. It's like baking a cake or a great meal. You yeah. know, he, he knows how the ingredients need to be put together to make it a, you know, a five-star meal and uh, or a championship, you know, caliber team. And uh, he, he's been able to do that time and time again. And I think, like I said, it's basically because of his people skills his yeah. understanding of people and how to get the most out of each individual is something that, you know, I've, you know it's, it's an incredible quality. You know, I've tried to, and I can think we all try to do that, yeah. but I don't think anyone's done it any better than him. Absolutely. And then I, I actually, and I mean, talking on that, I, I read um, Leading with the Heart, Coach K's book. I know he has plenty, but Leading with the Heart was one of them. And he talked about, you know, his leadership coming into how you mentioned um, his locker, his pregame speeches and stuff. And, and it's amazing. So I guess that's a little plug to people to read the book, Leading with the Heart with Coach K there. But um, now I want to fast forward a little bit to, I believe it was 1986. If, if, that day, if that year doesn't stand out to you the most, draft day, 10th overall pick to the Spurs. Okay, just because we talk with coaches all the time, but I mean, even from the player's perspective, it, it's great to hear from both sides. So talk a little bit about just that opportunity to be able to hear your name in the, in the shining lights and especially with the Spurs too. Well, a dream come true. I mean, you mm. know, all my life, you know, I, I can remember, you know, my father asked me what I wanted to do at, at some point in time. And uh, I told him I wanted to be a professional basketball player. <laughs> and the NBA dad, he looked at me, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, and he said, you got to really work. And uh, my father was in the military, uh, and so of course, with the discipline and and the way you approach things, you know, systematically, and you work at it, you know, with a purpose, you know, he instilled those in me when I was young, and I went out and went to work. And you know, fortunately, it, you know, my dream came true that night when I was drafted tenth to the Spurs. I was like the combination of all the work you had put in, all the hours, you know, with people not watching you, not just when you're playing games and everybody's seeing you. Right. I can't imagine times times a hundred, the times they're not seeing you. No doubt. You're going to get better. And uh, you know, it it was really rewarding, you know, from the standpoint. Not that, you know, an MBA and and financially, for me it was NBA, I get a chance to play against the best players in the world now. It's yeah. something I've wanted to do ever since I was seven years old is mm. go up against the best players. And now here I am with an opportunity every night 
to really test myself, test my skills, see if we can't win at that level. And uh, are you kidding me? That's uh, wow. It's something I'll never forget is that that night and, and that overall experience. Yeah, and then especially, I mean, you can like I said, you can see them all behind you, and that's that is you love to see the pictures, the the jerseys, but the Spurs, the Sixers, and then onto the Pistons to round it out. Um, just in the NBA, I mean, you talked about like the experience a little bit, but playing for some legendary coaches too. Was there a lot of stuff that you learned? Maybe you still incorporate to this day. Well, you wouldn't realize this. I mean, because you're seeing professionally who I played for, and I played for Coach K in college, but. You have to remember, you know, I had a summer plan for, you know, coach, you know, the legendary coach, John Thompson, God mm. rest his soul. Yeah. You know, I played for Bayheim in the summer, coach Jim Bayheim. I played for him mm. one summer. Oh my you goodness. know, people don't realize that, you know, of course I played for coach Larry Brown in the NBA, you know, no wow. legendary coach. I, you know, I played for coach Bob Knight one summer. I was an alternate for the Olympic team in 1984, the last yeah. Olympic team to win a gold medal with, with collegiate players. That's right. And so I can go on and on. So I played, you know, for coach Doug Moe in the pros. I played for, you know, Jim Lanham, great coach in the pros. I, you know, yeah. I had some amazing people. And so for me, I was very fortunate. And I've always tried to take a little bit from every one of those coaches, mm-hmm. you know, coach being my primary source, cause I played for him and then worked with him for a decade. Sure. Coach Bay, of course, my primary, but I've taken a little bit from everybody. I don't think you can, be in those situations and not take a little because all of them were great and had great things to share but mm-hmm. you couldn't take a little bit of a piece here or there from each one of them and say okay you know if and if i ever did coach and now i am you know i can relate to those stories and go back to those experiences and pull and draw upon them to help my players now yeah you know johnny i i, I want to dovetail off that that question a little bit you know you mentioned coach k saw the coach Johnny Dawkins in you before you did. Um, let me ask you this. When did you see, or when did you know, right? Like, and that's a, that's a beautiful seed of confidence he planted in you to see it. But, you know, cause that's part of our jobs, right? Is to yeah. see the greatness in, in, in young people before they see it. And then, you know, not coach them to where they are, but coach them to where we want them to be eventually. Uh, but when did you know, like, okay, uh, not so much a head coach in general, but just coaching, like, man, I think I can do this. Well, to be quite frank, I would say after it was official and I go into that first practice mm. and I'm in that first practice and I felt right at home again. I'm like, wow, I felt right at home. I felt, wow, How about this, is, that? this is it. I wouldn't have never thought that, like I said, when I played and literally I was like, I'm not going to coach. Right. I'm not actually right. trying to be an athletic director. I wanted to be on that side of it, the administration ah. side of it. Okay. I okay. knew I could still give back to young people. I could still serve them. Sure. But sure. Without the other things that are required from a, a head coach or a coach, as you know, you're not professional. Yeah. So I was like, Absolutely. okay, I can still serve young people, still, you know, teach life skills, all things that I'm about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from that seat as opposed to a coaching seat. And uh, But once I got on that floor, got in that gym again. <laughs> It was wow. like, here I am, I'm back home, you know, and I that? It for that, that was about a year and a half, two years before, you know, I joined the staff. So there was, that was, there was some time there where I wasn't doing, you know, anything from the standpoint of coaching or, yeah, or, you know, working, I was just working toward being an athletic director. And I was right. in a management program at Duke uh, when he, when he came to the office and, and talked to me about the position. Mm. How about that? Oh, that's special, man. You gave me goosebumps, man, when you said that, because, I mean, that's 
you know, part, we still feel that like just that being in the gym every day, like that, you know, it's hard to describe that to people that maybe have never had that experience of being able to do what we do, but man, that's, that's one of the beauties of our business is just, you walk in that balls bouncing, the shoes are squeaking, man. I mean, it's Absolutely. like, it's like, it's like classical music to Beethoven, you know? Yes. So. <laughs> you know, you have to live it really to understand that what you're saying, Alan, like, and, and I've lived that. And mm-hmm. uh, I've loved this game, Alan, since the day I picked up the basketball, I've loved oh, it. Man. I still yeah. love it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's been amazing, you know, where, you know, you didn't know something that small could be that meaningful in your life. Yeah. But places it's been able to take me, the things I've been able to do all yeah. because of that basketball. And uh, and I've been doing it, you know, for some 50 years now. <laughs> yeah. Actively involved with this sport one way or another. And uh, I count that as a blessing because, absolutely, you know, for my life, but also for the people that I've been able to touch and affect. And I've tried to do my part in helping as many people, whether it's young people, coaches, players, former players, you know, you try to do your part, you know, you, you, for sure. You know, I, I've never been a person that is trying to take from this game. You know, I've been trying to, to give to the game, you know, yeah, I, leave here. I hope sure. people recognize that. I just tried to give what I had to the game, you know, whatever yeah. my smart part, small part I can play, I'm going to play that part in giving to this game. I'm not trying to take from it. And uh, exactly. Yeah. That's been my, you know, mindset from the beginning and uh, I'll continue that. Yeah, no, it definitely shows, man. We're all we're all stewards, yes. you know. And I mean, for we get we get a x amount of allotted time that we're part of it, and so being stewards is a, that's that's a, that's a big deal, yeah, for sure. And for a for a man who's played in the NBA and all these coaches you played under, and then even sitting here or yeah, sitting here being the head coach at UCF, and you're still saying you're trying to give and give and give. It, it's it definitely you know it's it's something great to be able to hear. That that's amazing. Um, now what we're going to do is we're going to flip the script a little bit and talk about the current position. So UCF, right? We've talked about your playing career, but let's talk about this, you know, just your coaching time at UCF. So I know, especially this previous year, but just even years in, in past, uh, this previous year, I believe, um, what was it? 19 and 15 overall record. And, and then, I mean, especially exceptionally well on home on the home floor, but then you guys entered the NIT tournament, um, lost, I think it was Memphis, um, in the AAC. And then we'll go on to the NIT. The first round of the NIT, you played Florida, which was the number four. And it was, you know, a, a walk in and just kind of blow them out of the water for the most part. Talk about, like, especially going in, being the underdog team necessarily, um, and just your experiences at UCF overall. Well, I'll start by saying I, I've loved my experiences here. Uh, it's been it's been great. Uh, the people I've worked with and worked for have been amazing. And, you know, we've been very competitive here. I think we've, done, you know, we've had a lot of firsts here under, you know, our administration, you know, a lot of firsts, you know, first team to, you know, get in a large bid to the NCAA tournament, you know, mm-hmm. being right in the top 20, you know, first, you know, some of the wins we've had over top, you know, top 10 teams, you know, winning on the road, you know, winning, yeah. beating top 10 teams on the road, beating teams, you know, different, different venues that, that had never been done here before. So I'm very proud of that in, uh, in establishing our program, like I said, with a lot of firsts. Uh, you know, we've been to, in the last seven years, just going to my eighth season, we've been to postseason three out of the three out of the seven, you know, two NITs and one NCAA tournament. And mm-hmm. I really can't think of the last time that's really been done here. 
And so the things that, you know, we've been able to accomplish that I'm very proud of. And, uh, and I think the best is yet to come here. You know, we're moving to a new conference now. We headed to the Big 12. So that's mm-hmm. going to be challenging. That's going to be another step up, as you know. But I think, you know, UCF has prepared us well. They positioned us well to compete. And so now, and that's what we want to do, go out and compete every night, put our best foot forward. And, and that was established with players like Taco Fall, B.J. Taylor, my son, Aubrey Dawkins. Yeah. Kind of established our culture here and what our vision is for this program. And every team that comes behind, is trying to live up to that and or exceed what those guys were able to accomplish. And that's a beautiful thing to see on a daily basis in practice and in games, young people fighting to leave their mark, to leave their legacy. Yeah. And and, and they will because you know, I have an ultimate belief in our guys, and I think they're going to continue to make us proud as we move forward. Yeah, I, I love that, Johnny. You know, I, I had a chance to come visit you at Stanford and, and – um, the one thing about you is, you know, your vision for what you're trying to do and the imprint and the fingerprints that you want all over your program has always been, you know, vitally clear. I, I have a two-part question. One, and be as general or specific as you want, but what would you say, like, UCF's identity is, you know, just offensive, in terms of offensive, defensive you know, cornerstones or staples. And then part two of that, as a coach yourself, what have you continued to try to do or, or what are a couple of things that you've tried to do to continue to evolve yourself? You know, because at Rising Coaches, you know, one of the things we talk about is practicing what we preach and we always are on players about development. You know, like, hey, man, you know, season's over, come back in September with one or two things. <laughs> but as coaches, it's important for us to do that too, right? Because – any development that we have as coaches, all we're going to do is turn around and give it to them anyway. So, right, uh, right. so kind of a two-part question there. You know, one offensive, defensive staples or cornerstones. Again, general or, or specific as you want. And then, how have you, you know, what are things that you've tried to continue to do to evolve and grow yourself? Well, I, I think to to win anything significant, you know, you have to have a defensive mindset. You know, we always say, and, and it's been said around this country. Your defense wins championships. You got to be able to guard. You know, I'm proud of our guys because of my seven years as a head coach, we've been probably here, that is. We've been in top 50 defensively probably four out of seven years. Wow. Top That's 50. impressive. That's hard to do. Almost Division One team. So yeah. we've hung our hat down there defensively. So typically yeah. we're going to be a tough man-to-man defensive team. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to make it difficult for you to score the basketball. We don't want anything easy. And, uh, and we try to instill that mindset on a daily basis when we're working. You know, offensively, you know, I like to give our guys freedom. We want to play, you know, play with pace. We want to play with great space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to play in a system which allows all of our guys to flourish. You know, I like when multiple guys are touching the basketball. You yeah. know, I want to play where you just put the ball in one guy's hands and everything emanates from that one person. Now, yeah. point will, you know, run everything, but the ball will move. It will freely move. You know, guys are going to share it. We're going to try to search out a great shot, you know, every time we get a chance to. So those are the things we try to do, you know, defensively and then offensively. And I think it comes back to our over, uh, overview of who we think we are. We mm-hmm. like a team with, with a blue-collar, you know, work ethic. You know, I look yeah. at get yeah. our hard hat on, get our lunch pail. We're going to go yeah. out. We're going to work. We're going to grind. Right. So right. when you're coaching against me, I would like to see – 
you know, and, and hope that if I was in the other locker room, the other coach is saying, we know we're in for a heck of a game tonight. We mm-hmm. know they're going to be in it for 40 minutes. Right. You know, we can't let them outwork us. These mm-hmm. are all the trademarks I want my players to be known for. Just this yeah. unbelievable work ethic, toughness, and just a hard hat mentality. And so yeah. I just want that other locker room to feel that when they play against us. Now, the wins and losses, they're going to come and go depending on sure. how the going to go. But yeah. how we represent ourselves, how we go out there and compete every night has got to be who we are. And uh, I think if you do that the right way enough times, you'll win a lot more than you lose. For sure. For sure. Now that's great stuff. I, it's funny. Micah Parsons said when they when they lost to the 49ers at the in the playoffs last year, he said he hurt for two weeks. <laughs> like he, no other team, no other team made him feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know exactly what he said. I know exactly what he's saying. So you want that idea of like, man, yes. like we play these guys, man. Like this is that's right. We know what it is. Like, and so you've that's, earned it. You've earned yeah. it. You played this one way or the other. You've earned it because we're gonna put it all out there every time we step foot on the floor. Yeah, I think that's great, man. I always thought that the greatest way to identify or, you know, like if somebody asks, what's your identity? It's what about you is going to make them toss a turn at night a little bit, yes. you know, or what's going to create some concern in those days approaching like, man, we got to get ready for whatever, fill in the blank. Yes. And then as teams kind of whatever that in that blank, that's your identity. Yes. Because before the ball even goes up, there's something that's got their gears turning, saying, wait a minute now, this is not going to be just another game. Like, this is – these guys are different, you know. So exactly I think that we- that's the teams that kind of tend to put themselves, you know, um, better than better than average or upper echelon, I guess, as we say. So, no, I appreciate you sharing that, man. That's great stuff. And, and just, again, to tap into that a little deeper – what's what's the next step of growth for Johnny Dawkins as a coach or, or is there and it could be you know basketball related communication humanity people whatever no no right or wrong answer but just what are how, how do you want to continue to evolve and grow well first of all I think for me and I think for most of us coaches you know we know we don't have all the answers we don't know it all so mm-hmm. I think continuing to study the game you know continuing to study and grow this game is always evolving, you know, and so yeah. you have to evolve with it. And I think, you know, we talked about Coach K earlier. I thought he's one of the best at that. Like, as the game was changing every so well, every decade, or so you see a different, different yeah. type of game. And right, he was able to evolve and thrive in each during each change. Yeah, and so sure. I would like to be able to continue to evolve. And the only way you can do that is to continue to study the game, learn about it, and mm-hmm. you know, like we talked about before, be able to humble yourself. To, yes. to ask questions and talk to young people about this game because, you know, they're transitioning in another direction that you want to be a part of. So you need to find out more information and learn from them. And right. I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with, you know, you know, taking in information and, okay, this fits what we do. This fits our system. We can tweak mm-hmm. what we do to add that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at how to continue to grow as a coach in that regard. Keep learning. I think it's very important. You know, for me, you know, I'm on the, the back side of this coaching career now. Um, you know, it was a time where I was on the front side, now I'm on the back side <laughs> of it. And so we'll just say third quarter. You got yeah. some, you got some, you got yeah. some, got a couple got some left. I'm on you third got some quarter. Tick, you got some, you got a lot of ticks left on the clock. Oh, man. So, so that, yeah, that's for sure. You know, yeah, I, we're, I, we, have, we haven't reached it. We haven't reached the media timeout the third quarter. So you're good. <laughs> you're good. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and so, and so and before this next media timeout, I, I continue, continue, continue the journey with the, with the young people I get a chance to interact with, as I said before, uh, yeah. you know, just trying to find out what they're trying to accomplish, not just for basketball, but beyond and trying to help them, you know, navigate it to get where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, you know, people, you know, they don't know, they don't, you know, care how much you know, unless, unless they know how much you care. You know what I mean? And so for sure. I want my guys to always know how much I care about them and what they're trying to accomplish. And beyond, you know, wins and losses on the basketball court, because yeah, uh, this is a tough game. Winning is hard. Very hard. You know, winning is hard. Very hard. But yeah. you know, I, I want these guys not just to win on, in our sport, but I want them to win in life. Yeah. And, and try for to make sure. sure I understand enough about them and what they want to do, try yeah. to help them along those paths, you know, you know, when they're when they leave here. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I love that, Johnny. And I, you know, we were discussing this earlier on a different pod, but I think the word partnership is such a big word, right? Because obviously you go a long time ago, you know, coach said jump, you said how high, you know, and the guys just did it, you know, no questions asked. And now I think you have to say, okay, I want you to jump, but here's what's going to be in it for you by the time you land. And creating a partnership with guys. So, you know, if you can help someone get what they want, then in a sense, you're going to most of the time you're going to get what you want anyway. Uh, And so just creating that partnership now, I think, and just the way our game is now and the profession is now, I think that word is such a big word. Um, And just meeting guys where they are and not just walking behind them but walking in, you know, obviously not just walking in front of them, but walking alongside of them as well. And then walking behind them to support them when they fail, you know? And so I think that's a a big deal these days. You're right. I always, I always tell our staff and and it's very important that they, you know, players, we all play, you know, a lot of guys on my staff played as well. So I'm always explaining to them and, and they understand this, like, it's not what you say they're always watching what you do for sure so the mouth will say anything so right not just saying things but you have to be that role model and setting that shining example for how you live your life because they're watching every single thing that you do even yeah, when absolutely. they're not i like that no so, question so so you have to be you have to realize that and understand that has power yeah you have to make sure you utilize that in the right way and like you said partnerships a great word yeah, you have these young people understand that we're all in this thing together. That's what exactly right. There we go. Team is a partnership. You know, we yeah. all, you know, have to sacrifice. We all have to be committed. You know, we yeah. all have to do the same things in order to be successful. Right. And so definitely. And so carrying that one step further, is, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. And then, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about, so I know you mentioned before um how day-to-day basis like practice plans and stuff like that that you have to be able to be ready to adjust and and again i'm gonna guess i'm gonna give another plug back to the coach k book of leading with the heart because he actually talks about this in there and it's funny that you said that because it was perfect that was the first thing that popped in my head he talks about how um every team is different and every year you have to lead that team differently so i don't know if if that was something that maybe you gained throughout the years playing for him um but as soon as you said it 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 was I, i had to bring it up um, every year you change and every team's different. So you got to lead every organization, every team differently. 
Um, now, when it comes to practice, he also mentioned that you have to adjust your practices. He never like made a plan weeks in advance. He would make one the day of or the day before, knowing like this is what we have to work on because the last practice we need to do this. Um, is that? Do you feel like that's a lot of your philosophy? And kind of, I guess, talk a little bit about like your adjusting practice. Do you go on a day to day basis, or do you usually like schedule things a week in advance? How does that work for you? Well, I do it. I do it definitely. I don't have it planned out way in advance because like Coach K just mentioned is that I need to know what we're working on. We're struggling rebounding the basketball. And I had a plan from a month ago that didn't have me working on that. So I'm definitely uh, a day before. I'm also going to consult with my staff, mm -hmm. you know, and, and get their take on, you know, some of the things as well. So, so we take a, you know, more of an approach where, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to have things designed and ideas of what we want to do. I'm also consult with our guys and see things that that I may not have seen that they may go, hey, you know what, we may need to touch this as well because of mm -hmm. a certain scenario or something. So that's what I try to do. But very similar to coach, absolutely. I don't pre-plan it months in advance, a year out. You know, I'm, I'm a day-to-day -day guy. Yeah, This is what we did well. Let's continue to do this. We got to get better in this area. Let's continue to work on that. And so I, I make my practice plan according to that rather than it already just be something that's, that's predetermined. Yeah, Perfect. no, that's, that's, the, that's, yeah, that's the beauty of it, right? Like a lot of times, you know, the guys will tell you, you know, they'll kind of, they'll give you the content or the evidence that you need, you know, especially after you scrimmage this time of year, you know, you kind of have a stretch of practices and you get up and down. And yes. then after that scrimmage, you're like, okay, now I see where we are. <laughs> yeah. Clarity. Clarity. <laughs> you know, and, and, but it's, it's great, right? Because yes. not only do you need it, your staff needs it, yes. but the kids need it. Definitely. Like, they need to know where, each of them are individually and where they are as a group. So that's, that's that same thing about, you know, Hey, we're all in this together. Like, Hey, this, this evidence is for everybody. It's just not a coaches to players thing. And you guys, you know, figure it out and whatever. It's like, Hey, you know, we're, we're all going to attack this, but that's the beauty of getting up and down every now and then, man, it really, it says, okay, all right, we've got to close out. Uh, are an issue, you know. We we got a little brotherhood going on when we close yeah. out. And now. <laughs> so, but uh, but and no, that's great. That's great. I was gonna say sorry for keep plugging the Coach K book, but I'll, I'll tell you if you write a book, I'll make sure to read it. I'll make sure to plug that a couple times. Uh, definitely for the future for other people as well. Would love to read that one. <laughs> um, so what we'll do, Alan, unless you have any final things, we'll cut to our final segment. No, no. I, what we're going to do here, you know, just kind of get into Johnny the person a little bit. So we call this a quick hitters segment. So, uh, you know, I'll let Doug kind of let you know what we're going to do, but uh, you'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. It's so just like we like we what to do or um, typically <laughs> you got a timeout. You got to think of three quick hitters real quick. Boom, boom, boom. That you would do right out of a timeout. So we're not telling you to draw up X's and O's. Don't worry. <laughs> we're not we're okay. not saying we need. We're not yeah, saying no, we don't go get your plays. board, man. You don't oh, need the yeah. board on this. Yeah, you have it ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, all we're going to do is ask you three basic questions, uh, short, quick responses. And then just like we we're in a timeout. So just so people can get to know you a little better. But the first one would be, do you have a typical post-game meal? We'll say in, in um, back at home because obviously traveling. But do you have a typical post-game go-to meal? 
I don't really have a I don't really have a go-to meal. Uh, my wife kind of prepares whatever I'm having that evening, along with whatever we're having as as a family. And so whatever she fixes, that's my post-game meal or pre-game meal. Easy going, man. You just go with the flow. I love it. <laughs> um, favorite holiday. Favorite holiday would be Christmas. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And then favorite movie, anything in particular? Favorite movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I was back in high school. I remember that one. I think I was in high school when that came out, man. That, that one's hard I, to beat. I, I better say that because I, I, that's what, I took my wife to that movie and we were dating. So <laughs> <laughs> Now, now we get it. I did. It had nothing to do with Smart the movie. Man. It was, had everything to do with her. We get it yeah, now. Absolutely. So. It's always about that. <laughs> See, you can learn oh, stuff about stuff. stuff outside of basketball, too. Personal <laughs> that's relationships. Good that's good. Um, I actually saw that at the drive-in a couple of years ago. I went to, they got a drive-in here in Indianapolis, and I went okay. a couple of years ago. It was a summer night, and I sat in the back of my Jeep, and, you know, unbelievable movie just on a big screen or just at home but like that thing that movie on the drive-in man it was like wow i forgot how great this movie was so yeah that was a good one so we have one final question that we like to ask all coaches um and really all it is is as we as you may know we are rising coaches so we're a platform basically for people to as yourself to be able to touch other coaches in a sense of helping them grow, but then also just giving them the inspiration. That's why we like to talk about your journey at the end of the calls or in the beginning of the call, excuse me, as we did. Um, but mm -hmm. the final question would be your number one. And I understand there are a ton that you can go through, but your number one best piece of advice for young rising coaches who are trying to get their foot in the door. And then how can they accomplish that piece of advice? Well, you know, again, great question. I would say, <clears throat> first of all, study and learn as much as you can learn about this game. Read as much as you can get your hands on because you want to be really good at it. You have to, like a great player, put the time, put the work in. For sure. I would say networking is very, very important. What you know is great, you know, but who you know is very important as well. You know, mm -hmm. who you know sometimes can get you there. What you know will keep you there. Yeah. So very I like important. that. I like that. Very important that you that you uh, develop great relationships. So getting out, whether it's working camps, whether it's you know getting on these zooms, getting on these calls, because you're meeting people, and it's mm -hmm. all about people in our profession. And yeah. so the more you meet people and let people know what you're interested in, what positions you're interested in, you know, all of a sudden I got that in the back of my mind. And so when things are happening and change is happening, you know, you you on my mind a little bit. So when you send me something, it's not the first time I've seen this this note from you saying you're interested in the position. You know, because you've already right. started developing relationships. And it's so you can do that at the Final Four. You can do that at these basketball camps that, mm -hmm. that all these coaches have around the country. I would I would encourage guys to 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 attempt to get in these camps and be a part of those things. And lastly, I would say if you are getting into it, as I said earlier, get into it for the right reason. I hope you're getting into mm -hmm. it to to, mm -hmm. to to give to this game and to make this game better, not to take from this game. I mean, yeah. because when I got in this game, of course, salaries and all those things have changed, you know, a thousand fold since I first joined. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And for so sure. obviously when I got into it, it wasn't for what you're going to make coaching. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, I just think it's important for young coaches to get into it for the right reason, because you're there to serve young people and to help them 
in their there journey. There you go. There and, you go. And not to take from it. And so I hope you get into it for the right reasons, what I'll leave you with. Yeah, no, I love that, Johnny. You know, that that's the rising coaches is kind of a dual approach. And obviously one of them is, you know, giving guys advice on how they can, you know, grow and, and, and advance. But also it's also it's about raising the profession as a whole, regardless of yeah. level, right? Could be youth, could be high school, college, you know, uh, NBA, eventually rising coaches. We want to tap into the international space and build relationships in the international space. Because again, you know, rising tide lifts all the boats. And so, um, you know, this is kind of our way to, in some small way to get back to the profession that's been so great to us. And yes. so, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this one. I actually stole this from an old mentor of mine, uh, Bob Thomason, uh, when I coached with him at the University of Pacific. He had a great quote that said, uh, for players, my confidence, because what you said about who you know, you know, what you know is good, but who you know will keep you there. Uh, he, he always had a great quote for players. He said, you know, my confidence puts you in the game, but your confidence keeps you in it. Man, great saying. Absolutely. And I love that. You know, yeah. I still I still I still chant that around every time I get the chance, because, you know, um, I think it's great for players to understand like, hey, you know, I can only get you so far. And what I know you can do is great. But what you know you can do is even more important. Yes, it is. So that's well put. Yeah. <laughs> so coach Allen, um, coach Dawkins, Allen, do you guys have any final remarks before we kind of get into our closing statement and then wrap it up here? Anything else to add? I just want to say thank you, Johnny, man. It, it, like I said, when, once you popped onto the screen, I got a big smile on my face, man, because I haven't had had a chance to see you in a while. But uh, just again, uh, thank you so much uh, for doing this. Um, you know, this is going to, this was great information, but also just appreciate your authenticity. And again, as a friend, appreciate your friendship as well. So I want to make sure that that's, I want to make sure I said that. Well, no, I appreciate it, Alan. Thank you. And this was great for me because like I said, whenever we get a chance to share and interact like this, I think it's important. You know, we yeah. all have different perspectives. No one knows everything about this game or about life. Yeah. You know, we can share and we can make each other better. Iron sharpens iron. Like one no question. It's another. Love it. And, uh, that's kind of what we try to do. And so I appreciate this this conversation. You know, it's very thought provoking for me because it forced me to kind of think, you know, what are some of the things I believe? What are some of the things I want to do? And so I really appreciate you guys allowing me to to participate and, and share my my story. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Man. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. And then um, especially to sharing your experience with us, player, coach, whatever it may be. And then obviously thanks to everybody listening um, and tuning in with us. And that does it again for another episode of the Rising Coaches podcast. Again, I'm Doug Caputo. We also got Alan Major here and keep working. Keep rising, coaches. Thank you. Video analysis is expensive, and I'm sure your budget isn't getting much bigger. Fulcrum Tech is here to help. Used by basketball teams at all levels from D1, D2, D3, all the way to high school. Their Angles product is similar to what you know and allows you to code, capture, and analyze with ease. All you have to do is import the raw video and synergy with just the click of a mouse. Over the past two years, over 60% of their D1 teams and conferences, such as the SEC, Pac-12, American, A-10, or even the NBC, just to name a few, have made the postseason. 
All this while saving thousands and thousands of dollars a year compared to their old company. Because let's be honest, who doesn't want to save more money? All you have to do is reach out to at Fulcrum Tech on Twitter or reach out to their sales at sales at fulcrumtech.com via email and be sure to mention if you are a Rising Coaches member or the Rising Coaches podcast. Do more, spend less with Fulcrum Tech. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in with us this episode. If you are not a member, want more content, or even be a potential member on our member spotlight to have your story heard, go visit risingcoaches.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Rising Coaches. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review so we can continue to keep rising together. 